Harness Racing, Victoria Wide. RSN 927 is Talking Trots. That's exactly what we're doing. We're talking trots on this uh, Saturday morning, and we're going to have a different sort of a show, Blake Redden, as I welcome you in. How are you, mate? I'm good, Bon. It's, as you say, we don't often get a, a Sunday feature in the trots anymore, but uh, that's the case this weekend, so... Why don't we go through both programs, Melton tonight and Merriby tomorrow? Well, the main thing is we've had to manage you throughout the course of the week. Gate speed, one out, one back now for Talking Trot. So we've just had to manage your workload a little bit. I'm stunned that you know I was on one out, one back. You, oh, because you were doing winners, of course. Uh, you were in the studio, heard it before you went on air. Yes, I did. That's, uh, That's the only reason. No, it's not. Also, Toby discussed it with me. So um, yeah, terrific job from you. You've been hard at work <laughs> all week. So hopefully you can maintain the rage. You're going to look after the Saturday night program. Yep. Which is tonight, of course, and then I'm going to look after tomorrow's program at Maryborough. Um, we're going to start with Tabcourt Park, Melton, and it's a tricky sort of a meeting, this one. There's been a couple of critical scratchings uh, in the lead up to this card, but I'll kick you off with race one, a rating 70 to 79 affair for the uninitiated. Everyone should be pretty well initiated now. It's pretty much a metropolitan maiden. Uh, what are your thoughts here? I went 10, 6, 12, and 2. I thought that Rock and Roll Eyes now <laughs> becomes the horse to beat with. Uh, could have hit the cough button there, Bon. Uh, Rock and Roll Eyes now becomes a horse to beat with Shining Oro coming out of the race. He's been, uh, well, I think you put a line through last time behind major times when he had to face the breeze in pretty good time and in a, in a strong class race. But he did same in the uh, final, the winter championship, and he ran an excellent race behind some beat shadow, hit the front and was only reeled in late. So he looks the horse to beat, draws the running line now behind one of the quicker beginners off the front row potentially and he should just land in a good spot early and uh, can move around the miff and when required clearly um tcb mccray is ready to win it's just a matter of finding that killer instinct again but i think he has a bit more zest for his racing right now he's dropped being back in class obviously and again tonight with the the claim for james herbertson but uh yeah he's uh, he's working towards something tcb mccray so don't be shocked if he runs particularly well that last 50 meters i guess the question mark royal hustler uh, I think he's going a bit better than maybe the, the pundits expect or, or believe because he's going to start double figures here, but uh, his last start second was very good. And outside of those, um, you know, you could throw a number of them in. Guilty Hanover, Jimmy Locke, even Dansbro was pretty good last time, but I'll go nine, twelve, six, uh, 10, 12, 6, and 2 with the scratching. 10, t- 10, 12, 6, and 2. I, look, I've got to tell you, you've changed your tune. We discussed this race earlier in the week before you deep dive into the form. Yep. And... Uh, Certainly, this is where I thought you'd end up, but I'm really glad you did here with a couple of the real big guns going around, Rock and Roll Eyes and Tisa B. McRae, the hardest to beat. I also think Royal Hustler's got some sort of hope as well. Race two on the program. A rating 56 to 66 affair. Another preferential draw races most at Metropolitan level, and in fact, right across the state are at the moment. Thoughts? Raptors Flies had two runs for David Aiken, two wins. Yeah, 3, 10, 11, and 9. He should just be winning again. His first win didn't win by a big margin, and Passion Play got pretty close to him, but has won twice since, and is a pretty progressive type, and uh, I think the win was a bit better than it looked anyway, first up, and then second time to the races, he smashed his rivals. This is stronger, much stronger, in fact, but uh, from that good barrier draw, Archiever Chapel might try and lead and hold him, but every chance he gets to the pegs, even over the 17-20, and if he doesn't, he's still the horse to beat. Selling the Dream will need speed on early, but I think looks well-placed in this sort of race with a concession claim. Similar story for one of the roughies, Double Dip of Heaven, who's going to open big odds, but gets a good dropping grade here for Pete Thompson and Darby McGuigan, and I'd be including him in multiples, and um, outside of those, Archiever Chapel's obviously drawn pretty well, but I'd also throw in Stunning I Am with Chris Alford aboard, so you can play wider at the back end, 3, 10, 11, 9. 3, 10, 11, and 9. Fair bit of speed off that front row there of the short course trip. Race 3 on the program is a 72 to 89 rated race. Now, for all those people, and there's not that many of them to be fair, but a few people 
people, you know, um, not 100% content with the new rating system. I mean, this is partly what it was designed for. Max Delight gets into this race. He's already rated as a 77 horse, gets back in um, to a slightly better draw. In fact, he would have drawn the same place anyway, but keep him for any drive, so you get a three-point deduction down to an adjusted rating of 74. But, you know, he could be tackling easier races under the old system, but here as a three-year-old, he has to turn up and tackle good horses, but he will still win. Yeah, and he's still going to be very short. Instead of $1.04, he'll be $1.20. Um, but as you say, he'll still win five, six, eight, and two are my numbers. Uh, there's nothing, no knock on him. I mean, the one little concern, if you wanted to try and pick holes in it, is that he did max out at the start last time in the uh, in the Breeders' Challenge final. He went a 25-8 first quarter and had nothing left at the finish. But he's had time between runs. Uh, he's got dynamic gates, but expecting him just to lead and win. Van Maar is the best of the rest, I guess you'd say, in terms of open class and um, better racing uh, capabilities. He's certainly that horse. Platinum Power has been. Uh, massive odds for some silly reason open, I don't know, close to 100 to 1s into about 34, and that's closer to the right price. Uh, that's the price she wins at every time. Yeah, and she can't win, but she can certainly run trifecta money, I would have thought, with a soft trip, and like a wildfire next best, but any of the others really can run a place. My number's in race 3 of 5 to beat 6, 8, and 2. Fourth event in the program, final leg of the early quaddy, 72 to 89 rated race. Now, you were purporting a theory before deep diving into the form that Maestro Bellini, whilst an obvious top tip in the race, might be vulnerable of you... Has that theory been fortified by digging through the former? Have you swayed back to thinking you'll just lead and win? Uh, no, probably I'm neither here nor there on it, to be quite Unlikely. frank. Yeah, one, eight, five, and three are my numbers. You have to tip them on top. The The last start win was a good sign. Um, unexpected as it was, he led all the way, and he never looked in any sort of threat. So uh, I think you bit Matthew there, who, who just couldn't get near him, really. So uh, that's obviously you know in question in terms of where Matthew's at right now. We'll find out later in the program, but... Under under the same conditions, he's going to draw to lead here, and he should be really hard to beat. But Animated's right on his bo- uh, back, I should say. He's drawn barrier eight. He'll follow through. He's got a good turn of foot via the sprint lane, so definitely consider him if you're playing early quarters. And I just got a feeling that Duke Jugon, Jugon, uh, you say it, Jugon, Duke Jugon, <laughs> that was poor. Is uh, yeah, the last start win was phenomenal visually, and um, yeah, I just got a feeling that he might spring a little surprise here and run well, but outside of those, John Luke and, and Max Gold, basically all of the others can run well, but one, eight, five, and 3 in the fall. Does a good job, Peter Ramiro. He's got Duke, Duke Jujon. Oh, you I stumbled there. I, I stumbled the Duke. Uh, <laughs> first league of the quaddy is the British Grand Hospitality on sale base. Rating 80 to 94 racing. It's like 10 major. Lifton Talk said, I'll take a week off. You can have the outside second line draw this <laughs> week in uh, a tougher race than Lifton Talk's been tackling. I don't think this is going to be any easy assignment for Tam Major. I know he's likely to start relatively short, but he's vulnerable for mine. Yeah, uh, he is. 12-1, 10 and 11 are my numbers. Uh, sorry, I should say 12-1, 10 and 4. He's... Uh, look, I don't think he's vulnerable, to be honest. He's got the concession <laughs> claim. He whipped around to lead mid-race in a Vic Bread Super Series, a group one for the four-year-olds. If he can, if he can cop that sort of... I know it's not pressure, but if he can cop that sort of mid-race... Um, Lots of the pigs there, though. Yeah, well, if he can if he can get to the pegs in that race, why couldn't he get? Why couldn't he bully his way to the pegs here? Well, but that being silly, there's not going to be a stable mate in front in this race. Yeah, look, uh, that may be true, but my memory of it is that he just bullied his way there. Yeah, rack him up, Tiger Pie was in the breeze, and if he was desperate, he could have kicked up. But actually, uh, that may not be true. Anyway, well, anyway I think he's I think he's yep. been beaten a few times when he's had to work really hard, and he lacks. Yep. he can be vulnerable to horses with really good speed. We saw him get beaten by some beach shadow over the short course trip. 
you know, a few starts back, yeah. f- four starts back when he had to work really hard. But you, you reckon he's invulnerable? I, I wouldn't say invulnerable. I just think he's probably going to be his right price. So from over the middle trip, I think he'll just dominate the race. But Casbar Kid was really good in that four-year-old Vic Bread final. He did have every favour, obviously, with a soft trip, but ran third behind Tim Major. So, um, you know, the, the disparate Barry draws suggest that he can d- definitely run well again. And Laredo Torpedo, I think, would have run well if it didn't break gear last time. And the win prior was excellent. So just keep an eye on Laredo Torpedo and Rock and Roll Chapel, if she's able to lead and uh, and get her own way in front, at least through the early and middle stages, then she can also run first for money. 12, 1, 10 and 4, my numbers. I reckon we've got time to get through two races before a break, and then we'll finish off this program and also look at some of the features at Maryborough Redwood Day tomorrow. Uh, Blacks are fake free-for-all. Uh, I'd say your opinion's probably been, well, it has been moderated at very least, the removal of Professor Tom has uh, paved the way for the inclusion of Phoenix Prince, who unbelievably was favoured in the race, even as an emergency. Rack him up, Tiger Pie draws outside the second row. You were an Audi hair sympathiser. You had a theory it might be able to ping to the front and run along and maybe brain them over the mile. But uh, as I say, moderated now. Yeah, yeah. I suspect he can probably still ping to the front, but uh, rather than run along, I'm almost certain he'll hand up to Phoenix Prince, uh, even if Phoenix Prince doesn't get there outright early. So for that reason, you probably looking at 4, 5, 11 and 10 or 4, 11, 5 and 10, whichever way you want to play it. Phoenix Prince is now the horse to beat uh, over the sprint trip in front out of trouble. But rack him up, Tiger Pie. If you found his best, there's very little doubt he can certainly win the race. Uh, just that little concern, I guess, after the freshen up Vic Bread Super Series where he wasn't at his, his peak form. And Jillaby Bandit's just progressing through the grades well, ran third in a Lensmith mile last time. So, um, yeah, he's the other one that I'd be including in your multiples. And the charging mile is not hopeless either, but... Uh, Let's settle on 4, 5, 11, and 10 in the 6th. I'm going to posit a theory here that Audi here won't even have a go at the start now, potentially. Uh, he has to. He has Drawn to right next door. Yeah, but it, at worst, you'll get in behind Phoenix Prince and create enough space, I would have thought. That's an intriguing theory. Race 7 of the program is the Yellow Bar Vic Bread Championship. Second heat. We have a very smart uh, Mary in uh, Nostra Villa drawn the pole here. Three summers is drawn outside the second row. It's one of those great races where you've got a, a, a very talented horse drawn one and a potentially, you know, more established horse in some ways being the boy drawn outside the second row. Which way did you lean? Yeah, I went with the favourite Nostra Villa, but a bit nervous about it. One twelve nine and 4. Uh, it looks to be in her favour here. She should lead on her ear. I can't see anything crossing her for speed. She's been improving with every run. Got a soft kill last time at Ballarat and uh, will be really hard to run down. But three summers, what he did through the Vic Bread Super Series in the heat and semi-final, and he wasn't poor in the final. So, um, yep, he's not without a winning chance and nothing else can win the race, I would have thought. But Smile Lyle will run well off a soft trip. And uh, and Bracken Reed is obviously one of the other class runners in the race. But, uh, yeah, one of the top two will win. Not sure which one. One, twelve, nine, and 4. All right, I reckon we might take a short sabbatical here, pay a few bills on RSN 927. When we come back, three more races from Tabcorp Park Melton to analyse. And then we'll get stuck into the really big features at Maryborough tomorrow on Redwood Day. The Weekend Review, The Weekend Preview. RSN 927 is talking trots. Welcome back to RSN 927. You are listening to Talking Trots. Jason Bonington and Blake Redden coming to you with three more races from Tabcorp Park Mountain before we have a look at Redwood and Vic Trotters Derby Day at Maryborough tomorrow. We start with race eight in the second half of the show, the Neville R. Stud graduate small field, and you have got a painfully strong opinion on this race, Bates. I do. I won't bore you with it. and I won't. Oh, uh, please. T- I've had to listen to it, but the listeners haven't. I won't talk myself into in. a frenzy because I could if I tried. Three, two, six, and one of my numbers. Four big men will just lead and win this. Chris Alford aboard. Always fast. will get there first. 
Four big men will take the lead. He outpointed always fast in the semi-final of the Vic Bread Super Series. Yes, always fast has won since, but four big men went on to run third in the final of that race. And he's uh, he's a good thing here, so I don't know what, what bookmakers are doing right across the country. I did note he's 370 into 290 with Tab already um, yesterday morning, and uh, he'll start favourite four big men, and he will be winning. Always fast, should run second. Malcolm's rhythm... I can see why people will build a case for him. I just want to see him get that killer instinct and win a race. He will run well, and he can win, but um, until he does, I'm probably not going to be backing him myself, and Steampunk is stepping well up in grade, but clearly has ability 3, 2, 6, and 1. It's, it's, uh, yep. 3, Any, 2, 6, and 1. You got uh, anything for me? I was just going to say, Steam, Steampunk's not, not out of Steamwashed, is it? No. That's no. The, yeah, no, that's uh, yeah. Race 9. Uh, is a rating 52 to 55 affair, and I know that Bonsal Benjamin is now out of the Ouch. race, which was one of my... Uh, Stand cleaned. Which was one of my, um, uh, well, best in the program here, but... Uh, really, same. It opened $6 uh, in early markets. Well, all that's irrelevant now. We've got to find <laughs> the winner of the race as yeah. it actually is. What is the winner? Oh. Who is the winner? Who Who are you? I think mm. it will be Jillaby Gizmo. Uh, five, three, four, and twelve will be my numbers. He ran second, first up uh, at Terang. What was a pretty good form reference, I would say, for this race, and his uh, overall profile, I suspect, will stand up. He ran second to the max there, and he was the dollar thirty favourite. Yes, to the max was able to breeze and win in that race, but you'd expect Jelly Gizmo to, to be able to um, really bounce off that effort and be too strong here. So happy to have him on top of where there's a will who does have good gate speed, I think can get to the pegs first and uh, will run well to the max is obviously in the mix. And if you're playing wider, then a couple right at the back, two for 16 in all grade, I'd be including in first fours, but five, three, four, and 12. The final race in the program is the Hero Claiming Pace, $10,000 affair. And basically when no Apache Me turns up in these races, over recent weeks, he just wins them, and I can't see any reason why he won't do so again. Your yeah, thoughts? No, I totally agree. DK's doll is an interesting runner, but couldn't get him into the top couple. I went six. Doesn't score up half the time, does he? Yeah, maybe small field will suit him. I'm not mm. sure. Six, three, four, and five. Uh, spoke to Greg Sugars during the week, and he sort of said, you know, the only time he's been beaten recently this, this level is when they drove him uh, mid-race with uh, t- to be a bit tougher, and it just didn't work out. So in the small field, he'll go back. Uh, he'll whip around them. About the 600 metre mark, and he'll be too strong for them. With gusto, open ten dollars in places. Now into a much shorter price, and I can understand why. There's that cough button again. Any warning, sir? Uh, but you know he'll lead and he'll run a good race. But he probably can't beat No Apache Me. Kathy's son is is building, and DK's dollar should run well. But uh, yeah, straightforward. This six, three, four, and five. Six, three, four, and five. I'm sorry, I just got. Just got a little bit of a tickle in the throat over the Lurgie all week. Uh, what's your best on the program and how are we going to make some money out of this tricky Tabcorp Park card, Bakes? I can just keep teeing off on four big men from 290 into whatever price he starts, which will be odds on. Uh, that'll do me. Let's you get stuck it? into Sunday. Nah. Well, that's disappointing. What are you doing? Da- oh, you just want it all for yourself and then you wait until late in the day and you let the people know. I think uh, the tips speak for themselves. Let's get into Maryborough. Race one on the card. I'm not even going to attempt to whip out this name. It's the Mafra two-year-old Trotter's handicap, but uh, we've Thompson got... Thompson Timber Grain and Yeah, not bad. It was good, but I just didn't really want to do it. Roblin Dance is the early scratching from this race. It's all Landover, Kai Valley Senator, but Gates' gift is the one you've tipped. We've got a lot to get through, so I'll, I'll go through these pretty quick. It's one of the consolations. 
virtual consolations of the Redwood. 2675 gate, his gift is pretty tough. Uh, usually doesn't begin great from the stand, had a couple of goes at it, but I reckon as long as uh, does, Gacy's gift doesn't make a complete meal at the start, it should be too good. Major dangers are pretty obvious, I would have thought. In fact, there's three of them for early quality plays. It's all in over Kai Valley Senator and also Roblin Dancer, who's just making uh, a few errors of recent times. I'm going with Gacy's gift on top, but I don't think we'll be spending the lion's share of the punters club money. Punters Club money being my own money <laughs> in uh, race one of the program. Kai Valley, Sean. One man Punters Club. Yeah, Kai Valley. I'll join in. I'll send you 50 after uh, after four big men wins. Kai Valley, Shawnee, Gunslinger, and Magical discuss. Uh, yeah, well, Magical's the best horse in the race. But Kai Valley, Shawnee began well from the stand last time out and nearly pinched the race. Probably expected to win once at lead. Kai Valley, Shawnee, uh, beautifully bred out of Gluteus Maximus. I've got it in for second. I've got Magical in for third. I actually just think on pure consistency and reliability. Gunslinger might be the one. Did gallop very late, but very, very late under pressure last time out. Previous run was excellent. Was just knocked over, I reckon, by It's All and Over. And uh, I, I reckon it's a race in three. Four, one and eight are the three main ones. I've thrown in Counter Sharon for fourth. Abermore's no doubt got a lot of ability, but I reckon a long way off from being able to put it all together. Four, one, eight and seven. The second race three gunning majestic devil and budamont discuss but with the caveat that if balsun gets into the race we'll likely start favorite yeah hopefully we don't have a um uh a Phoenix prince, prince type situation yeah. there but budamont's the one to beat here the two heat winners it seems like a cop out but it just is what it is budamont and gunning are the two um most likely winners Budamont made a mistake and just went around and totally dominated its rivals in what I thought was the better of the two qualifiers for this race. So Gunning led first up from a break and got the job done. I can see Gunning leading again. You don't want to get too attached to speed maps and standing start affairs, particularly with horses who haven't had a lot of goes at them. But I reckon those two are on top. Majestic Devil, who I know you've got an opinion of, is the only other critical winning hope for mine here, and they'll all go in the early quaddy, 13-2-7, and and I've thrown in for fourth. Number 11, the girl's got flair who caught the eye getting home last time out, and is a horse who usually begins relatively safely from the stand. The Summer Cat's better than its last start performance as well, but I'm settling on 13, 2, 7, and 11 in the third. Race 4, Wobbly Discuss. Yeah, just leads and wins, you would have thought. I mean, we're going to learn uh, whether Wobbly's going to be an absolute A grader, I think, throughout the course of this preparation to some degree, but uh, it's all worked out for him here. I reckon Ballpark might have provided minimal resistance maybe early, but Wobbly's just going to blast across them. The best bet in this race, I reckon, is Yankee Commando a place because it's going to come across with Wobbly. I think Zoe's gift, the former Kiwi, is going to have to get off the inside relatively early, and I think it'll be happy to park out. It went pretty brutal sectionals, uh, winning by 17 metres and on its Australian debut, so it goes in the mix. And our Thunder Buddy's the other one that's probably good enough to win and forgot all the favours in transit, but look, I'm going with Wobbly as a near moral here, 7, 1, 6 and 9, but potentially the best betting proposition in the race, a little bit of value. Yankee Commando, the drum. Race 5 on the card, the quaddy has been thrown into disarray here, Aleppo Jewel out. Lucinda Mack and Moonlight Dream, are they the only two winning chances now, or do we have to play wider? Um, I, I think I'll I'll consider this a little bit through the course of today and even tomorrow morning. I'm going to settle on 5, 4, 2 and 7. Moonlight Dream might opt to... Well, the only problem for Moonlight Dream now is it might get up outside Bullion Lady and have to do the work because I'm not sure anything else is going to give it cover. Um, it's going to, I'll tell you who's it's going to really help the cause of here, Bullion Lady. Bullion Lady might be able to pin to the top here and control things. We know from that 1,600, 9-metre start at Maryborough, inside yeah. barrier is a really advantage. She's very quick. 
She's not the strongest yet. She needs to strengthen up if she wants to tackle the really good races, Bullion Lady, but she's got a lot of raw ability. Um, she's going to be hard to beat. Lucinda Mack should be just off the sp- speed stalking her rivals, and she could obviously win. I know you're relatively keen on her, and I've thrown in 10 spanners who caught the eye at only its second run, I reckon, for Adam Kelly, or third run for Adam Kelly last time out. Um, there was something there, but Garst and Girls also in the mix. Fear not can never be totally disrespected, but it's become a very different tactical race now. I'm sticking Moonlight Dream, the Vic Bread Super Series winner on top, but I reckon that um, both Lucinda Mack and maybe Bullion Lady to Price are um, well worth considering 5, 4, 2 and 7 in the 5th. Race 6, the Volstead Redwood Classic Group 1 for the 2-year-olds from the stand. Discuss. Uh, well, Ultimate Stride should be winning the race in my opinion. I, I, in fact, I think Ultimate Stride's way better than <clears throat> the local 2-year-olds. So... Um, hopefully doesn't make a mistake. Isn't the most foolproof character of all time, but I think if he does everything right, ultimate stride, he'll blow these away. It becomes really hard if you want to play quaddies here because if you are if you want to play wider than ultimate stride, you've got to include a heat. Powder King's got ability. Vic Bread Super Series winner. I'm Daddy Warbucks. I reckon he's going to end up in the beautiful spot. Andover Sun was the dominant two-year-old early in the season from a trotting perspective. Dublin Chubb's got massive ability, but rarely shows it. Pink Galaz has got talent. I know you've got time for Is That A Bit? I wouldn't be leaving it out. That might be where it ended. Dream is your likely leader, but I think something will run past it. But like I say, you're probably going to have to play you know, half a dozen wide in the quarters if you want to take a risk with ultimate stride. I'm not going to. I just reckon he'll win the race. Just got those fingers crossed he doesn't make an error. Nine, four, two and eight in one of the big ones on the program, the Redwood Classic. Another big one, the Peter Egan Byright Electrical Trotters Free for All over the middle trip. Tornado Valley returns. Yep. Um, and he's, look, he's won seven of eight when parked out in transit since coming to Australia. So his record <laughs> when doing all the labour is outstanding, but He's going to have to do all the labour first up from a break against good horses. Big Jack Hammers, a multiple group one winner, should be in front. Really intriguing stuff with Gavin Lang choosing to drive pants up. I know he's got a real affinity with this mare, but choosing her over Save Our Pennies, who's an established A-grader, almost makes you believe you have to put her in to your uh, to your quaddies here. So sort of I've, I've changed my opinion. I thought it was a four-horse race. Maybe I think it's a five-horse race now. I'm going with Tornado Valley on top, but I wouldn't take any shorter than 220. Uh, Big Jack Hammers is a clear and present danger. I've st- I'm still throwing Save Our Pennies in for third because I think he's going to be stalking speed and he's going to be very hard to beat if they uh, brutalise each other in front. Kai Valley Blur in for fourth, but I'm also including Pants up first up from a break because the Iceman's chosen her over Save Our Pennies for whatever reason. Nine, six, seven and eight. Race eight, the Harass de Trotter, Victoria Trotter's derby over the 2690 Group 1 level. How did you sort them out? Uh, look, Liberty Stride, I've heard rumours around the traps that Phil Williamson's a little bit worried about how she'll, um, how she'll stride out at her first go from the mobile in the first three or 400 metres. I reckon she just has to balance up. I don't think she has to fly out. There's lots of speed off this front row. But I think if all cashed up finds the front, and he should, he won't hand up to anything bar Liberty Stride. So he just has to... Liberty Stride just has to balance up, not make a mistake early, then rush around, tackle all cashed up. And I do believe, not everyone will agree with me, but I reckon that uh, Liberty Stride would get the lead off all cashed up. Majestuoso then has to get on his bike and get into the action as soon as equinely possible. And from there, I reckon one of the two will probably win. Liberty Stride on Majestuoso has been very well backed and understandably so. Opened a price that he just shouldn't have. He opened at $10. I've marked him 4 but there are several other winning hopes and some at really big prices. Kai Valley Clitch is flying at the moment, the Vic Bread Super Series winner. George's Pride never gets this sort of run she's going to get uh, tomorrow but at maybe Maryborough. three poles. Three poles is okay over 2,690 metres. Yeah. In fact, it's almost Advisable. the best position you could be in. 
Uh, Royal Charlotte, we know, has got a dy- dynamic turn of speed when everything goes right. And all cashed up. My query with all cashed up, I wonder whether he likes a trip. Um, so that's my concern with him. But if they take the conservative route here... Hard and- to judge his New South Wales Trotters Derby run at all. That was silly. Yeah, but he's had a couple of goes. He, he, he was getting beaten by Majestuous Show before he galloped last time anyway, but yep. Yeah, and, and I think you've been, you, you sort of pointed this out with me with the more de Frere. Sometimes they look like they're travelling, yeah. but if they gallop on, if they gallop in that last 500 metres, yep. it's normally under pressure even if they do look like they're travelling. Yep. And that's what I found with all cashed up. My numbers are 4, 13, 5 and 1. Race 9 on the card, uh, Vatican Hill drawn inside the second line. Does he just win? No, I don't think he just wins. I think he's the one to beat. I didn't love the way he got around that last turn at Stall, first up at Australian Soil, but on ability, I think he's got them covered. I've got him on top of Orlando Storm and Doug, which are virtually equal second picks. Doug was soundly beaten, but not by a massive margin by Vatican Hill last time out. Orlando Storm's just a good, consistent customer. Zephiani's the one I wouldn't mind having a bet on one by five, because you know it's going to blaze across them at the start, hopefully hand up to an appropriate rival. And despite the fact that it finished fourth last time out, it never got a look in. And the previous run was very good in fast time at Bendigo, so I just wonder whether Zeviani's not improving at a relatively rapid rate. Eight, nine, seven, and five in the ninth. I have some very fond memories of the last on Redwood Day. <laughs> Usually some value to be found, but maybe not here. What, what, what are your memories? Uh, just maybe one of Clinton Welsh's um, parallel lines might have won for us at, at oh, a decent price. Nice. <laughs> Five, nine, twelve, and six. I'm going with Scallywag Sam on top. First up from a break. This is not going to be easy for him, I don't reckon. He's got to begin relatively well. He usually does. I think he'll progress forward. If he finds the front, he'll win the race. But if he has to tackle adverse circumstances, I'm not sure he's a certainty. Mass destruction in for second. Winebro wasted is a really nice loss. I've got a lot of time for the big giraffe, and I loved his last up run of Tabcourt Park, Melton. He's I've, getting there, isn't he? Yeah. 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 And he was always going to take time to really develop into a... In, to what he was going to become. And Nita Bacardi, I know he's looked disappointing a few times recently, but I reckon this race suits him. All right, he won't begin really quickly, but I reckon he'll progress forward. And if you can find the breeze here, he might be able to worry a few out of uh, out of going on with the job. 5, 9, 12, and 6 in the final event. What's the best on the card on record day? <clears throat> well, it's dangerous, but I'm going with the two stride horses. I reckon Ultimate Stride and Liberty Stride will probably both win. And I reckon Yankee Commando, straight out of place, might be the way to go, just because I don't think... I think he'll just fly under the radar here, and I'm almost certain he'll be behind the leader in transit. Excellent. I guess we've done our job. I think we have. Really appreciate your time. You coming to Maribyrnie tomorrow? We'll see. That's a no. Thanks very <laughs> much for listening to Talking Trots. We'll catch you again next week.